0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. As always, I am Randy, and today we have a fun, packed show for you guys, and we have a lot of Survivor content to talk about. We're talking tribal proposals. We're talking the Survivor Infinity Gauntlet, and even more after such a crazy hour and a half episode. But to start things off, I want to go ahead and get into a new segment that we're calling tribal takeaways and this is where i'm going to go to all of my fellow co-anchors and talk about what they took away from the episode so returning he hasn't been here for a while welcome back will will i'll start with you what are you taking away from this hour and a half long episode
1: the fact that survivors listening to fans and giving us more camp life and longer episodes Thank you.
0: (laughs) I like that. Short and sweet. No, I love that. And next up, also joining us today, he's back. So
2: we did something right. Uh, We've got Josh here. Josh, welcome back. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Um, My takeaway from this episode, uh, even though it worked for Cody, would be don't pick up the beware advantage right before you're (laughs) about to go to tribal council.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about that because I think people are learning what you just said. Don't touch it. If it says beware, just avoid it. I don't care how much of a Survivor fan you are. And last but not least, you all know him, the lovable Abraham from season 41 wearing a a new hat, like a super nice hat.
3: A vacation hat.
0: Uh, What's your takeaway, Abraham?
3: You know what? I, I like to see stuff executed. And you saw it tonight where it was executed perfectly by Cody. At first, I was like, is Cody being voted out? But then he executed the beware advantage. And it, it also, not to carry this on, but it was a great social move. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just want to point out, guys, the
0: teamwork here. I mean, alliances the past few seasons is something that we haven't seen that much. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the voting blocks. That's what we've got familiar with. But it seems like we have a super tight alliance here between Cody, Jesse, and Naneka. And uh, the way they were able to kind of help cody out when he needed it like they were playing off each other i don't know if you guys noticed that but they were like hey everybody should chime in and like give their beads forward here for cody like let's make (laughs) this hat amazing and bedazzle it i i thought it was cool i don't know if anyone wants to add on that but i thought like i'm like this is survivor
2: teamwork at its finest i kind of can't believe nobody picked up on it like, I kind of <laughs> can't believe that, like, I mean, it's to Cody's credit that he kind of slow played the game. They talked about early in the episode. Oh, is Cody actually playing or not? He, he designs yeah. this hat, which is amazing. Like, that fact that nobody in his tribe, other than his alliance, thought, like, oh, could this actually be a play? We've seen all these weird things happen. Like, he really wants these beads. They just totally, like, they didn't even consider you know, all- it.
3: When, when I saw the beware advantage again, I was I was I was kind of disappointed. I was like, not again. Then I saw what he had to what he had to do. And I was like, OK, now you got to put your social game to work and see if you can complete the task. And with your back against the wall to go on the tribal and the way they edit it. Perfect, because I was like, he didn't get the last set of B's. So I was like, he doesn't have a vote. So you never saw it coming that he still kept his vote until the very end. So I like the editing on this one. I like the way it executed on this one. Now, I'm with you, Josh. Don't touch that everywhere advantage. Kick it over, <laughs> kick it over in the sand until the next day. Okay. <laughs> this is
0: more for our people on our YouTube channel, but we'll we'll pass it on to people listening on Spotify as well. By a show of hands, how many of us were actually fooled and think that he did not get that last set of beats? Oh, yeah, I was fooled. It was good. One. Yeah. That was good okay. So about was good 50-50 one. here. I was just thinking, I even tweeted on our on on our Twitter. I was like, I feel like this is setting up for Cody. Got it. Like, and I, I, I knew there was a chance that Noel didn't pass it on, but I was just sitting there and to add to your point, Josh, the whole, like, why did nobody catch on onto this? When you're playing survivor, you think by now people would know if someone keeps asking for something There's (laughs) got to be a deeper meaning to it. I think by like the third or fourth time that I'm sitting there and I'm talking about a super fan, like I don't want anyone taking anything off my bag. I'm one of those people. I want to take everything back home with me. And by the third or fourth time Mm. of people saying, even if it's not the same person, if they just keep asking, Hey, how about you give us those beads? How about you pass those over? I'd be like, why, why do you want them so bad? Like (laughs) either, you like this is Um, not about a hat.
2: We've seen idols attached to, Um, you know, entranceways, we've seen idols attached to uh, shelters, we've seen idols attached to watering holes. I mean, idols attached to bags, when they're giving you the bags. I mean, that's kind of not a no brainer. But like, with as paranoid as you should be playing survivor. Yeah, Randy, like the third or fourth time (laughs) of hey, you should give them the beat off your bag. Like, that's a specific oh. ask.
3: I, I gotta I gotta disagree in the sense that Cody had already presented his personality like that. It was a big personality. Exactly. He already made a hat. Now, here's the funny part about it: we did have beads on our bags, and actually I lost mine somewhere in washing the bag because it was dirty. So, so, so Abraham wouldn't have had his beads. I wouldn't have had saying. my I wouldn't have had my Just beads, ruined Cody. I, was, I was voted off by that time, so I wouldn't have my beads, but uh, you know what. the tribe unity and socialism i would have gave my bees. hey man take the bees you already got a nice hat because nobody had a hat and he made a hat i thought it was real cool just just to play along
0: but i want to go to will here will what do you think about i mean just the new beware advantages or beware advantage as a whole i mean abraham talked about it earlier and as soon as we saw it's kind of that oh my gosh are they doing season 41 and season 42 again but survivor changed it and i mean props to them because a lot of the times they change advantages and stuff and we all sit here like oh gosh is that really making it better i think yeah. this made it better i think this is a fine example of making it more fun i was like "Ooh, this is new we we've never seen something like this
1: yeah, i think so too but i think it's like an old company just re-releasing uh, the same thing but let lim- me Putting it uh, under a limited edition, you know. I feel like we've always had the beware advantages, and it's like it's cool now, but it's like there's going to be more variations of it if because it's successful this season. I will say I think it only worked for Cody though because Cody the entire time has just been the next Fabio. He's just been running around like adventure, <laughs> bra. Let's backflip off of mountains. That's the only reason why I think people weren't paranoid. If Justine tried to get people's beads. Yeah. no one would give it to her. <laughs> They'd be like,
0: no. Hey, I have a, I have a new drinking game for you guys that I thought up, thought of during the episode today. And that was, you have to take a drink every time Cody mentions that he has the word living on his butt cheek or shows it I, either one. I I'm going to be counting that this season. We're up to two already. Uh, Josh, are we, are we a fan of this change? Uh, of the beware advantage and to add on to that you mentioned this earlier Player season 44 and moving forward if you see beware do you just leave it i know it's like the survivor fan in us to pick it up but do you just leave it at this point
2: i mean i think maybe if you can justify that it's not a tribal council day and you think your tribe's in a good spot and you you can hopefully you know think i right, we're we're doing well in challenges. Maybe we're not going to go to tribal for another few days. Then maybe I can justify, you know, with three or four days to to be able to pull this off. What's interesting is I I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth in my head because part of me is like, man, they're getting lucky that so far in the last three seasons, all these beware advantages and all these little things that they put in have kind of worked out, right? Like all the phrases worked. And now this worked in Cody's favor. And it maybe if somebody else finds that maybe it's not going to work for them. And maybe that's what the other two beware advantages will see. But then I'm like, well, on the flip side, we're three for three. And these beware advantages, like working out pretty well to be pretty entertaining. <laughs> and if they were bad ideas, like you would think, well, at least one of them would have, you know, hit somebody in the face. So like, Maybe they're not as bad as I think that they are, but I don't know. Yeah, it feels like if anybody but Cody found that one, it would have been difficult. I have one other question for anybody. Is that now an immunity hat?
3: (laughs) Oh, the first
2: ever immunity (laughs) hat?
3: I mean, he he, he played the hat pretty smooth, um, but you're right. I think Cody's personality and his social game helped him pull it off. I don't see anybody else on that tribe. And also you see the reference to – you saw the beware advantage on 41 and 42. So players are coming in, watching those seasons, knowing that a beware advantage is dangerous. But Cody was like, I didn't think about it. I just picked it up and went with it. Yeah, so if, that's not stopping me from
2: doing it. What if that was last year's beware advantage? Like literally he would have been like, oh, now you have to read these phrases aloud. Oh, too bad you're going to tribal in three hours. Like but, He got lucky that it wasn't something that had then, to involve the other tribes.
1: In that scenario, I don't think they would take away his vote because it'd be unfair to like say, oh, there's no challenge.
2: Isn't that what happened last year? I'm pretty sure they. When is
1: is Survivor ever fair?
0: That's (laughs) (laughs) true.
2: No, last year's beware advantages, they they lost the vote as soon as they opened it.
0: Uh, I do want to say
2: the last thing I want to add on to this
0: is. It's hard to in that moment, because I know we're all sitting here and like, oh, no, we're not going to touch it. I feel like all of us would open it. Um, oh honestly, look, if we were out, look, not, have, not after seeing the two different iterations of it, I feel like but, I wouldn't. But I would the thing is, the you could also like maybe this is what I would think. hide. You would have to hide it somewhere else and come back, like you said, Josh, on a day that you don't have tribal council. Uh, but the thing is, you would have to hide it because. Was it a little too easy to find people on Twitter were pointing this out? Like it was just, "Hello, I'm the beware advantage. That one was too easy
3: to find. But remember the other, there was another opportunity for on another tribe for Ellie to pick up one. And she didn't see it.
0: I I think it was Janine actually. I know. I think Ellie. they were both. I, I don't think it's the same thing. I think that's something completely different,
3: but it it was there. And let me say something. When she was talking about them spiders, Spider webs are all over the place and it, you may not be afraid of spiders, but you are afraid of spider webs and what's on the other end of them. And you <laughs> have to walk through a bunch of them to find stuff. And it's like a spider web would just hit you in the face. You'd be like, I'm going to die out here. Something's yeah. Gonna yeah.
0: I'm not, not doing the spiders. <laughs> I'm telling you that, but uh, I do want to touch base before we get more into the episode as a whole and what we saw take place on each of the tribes. And that is, what do we think about Justine? I, I feel like, much like Mariah, there's not much to say. I feel like there wasn't much to say about her this season uh, besides no. she didn't really connect with people on her tribe. She didn't called except,
3: people a liar. Lie. She told the dude, look, I think you might be lying. That, that's yeah. pretty much all you need on Survivor right there. <laughs> so. I mean, this it's just,
0: guys, this is just poor gameplay, right? To walk up to someone and say, hey, I'm a great liar. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't need to know that. There's no need. I mean, Josh, will back Just- me up here.
2: <laughs> yeah, like uh, unless you're like, Justine- are you trying to prove you're a terrible liar by saying you're a great liar? Like yeah. <laughs> that's some really bad, like backward psychology, reverse psychology. <laughs> Maybe
1: not. Yeah, Justine fell into a trap. I feel like a lot of people fall into this trap where they come into the game wanting to play Survivor. You cannot go into Survivor wanting to play. You have to go and walk. Finding to play people uh because if she played with other justines i'm sure she would do fine but she's playing against cody you know and jesse cody doesn't know what he's doing out there he saw 41 <laughs> and picked up a everywhere advantage anyways you know like and so cody. i think that was justine's biggest problem is that she wanted to play strategic and forgot that you need to play social
3: and you need to be smooth while playing social now yep. i i, I oh, go ahead. say now if dwight had a vote that would have been pretty interesting it would Uh, yeah
0: Yeah. it would have made it much more interesting but i mean they did they did a great job heading into tribal council tonight i think it was you know especially for super fans like us it can be easy a lot of the times to know who's going home like okay like we already know 30 minutes left in the episode we can see where this vote's gonna you know end up on and We didn't have that tonight. We had a bunch of people asking questions, did he? So it was great editing by the Survivor team as well to do that flashback and kind of fool a lot of people. Um, So let's get more into this episode and what we saw from the other tribes. I want to start with the relationship between Gio and Ryan on the Coco tribe. I think this is a really interesting relationship and partnership, even though, They're kind of on the outs uh, of the Coco tribe as a whole. Uh, I love Ryan. I'm backing up my winner pick here. I I think he's a tough dude. He's got a kind heart. And then we heard a lot about Gio this episode as well. And I think Gio is an amazing person. So I'll start with Josh here. Uh, Cause I know you were talking about Gio a little bit earlier as being the provider for the camp, which is an interesting topic as well. What do you think about their position on the cocoa tribe? And then if you want to add anything uh, that you saw on the cocoa tribe as well, do that as well.
2: Yeah. I was wondering like, have there been almond trees the entire time? And, like, <laughs> nobody knew what almond <laughs> trees looked like. And then he was like, Oh yeah. But also, like, That's a lot of work for one almond. Like, is that worth uh, All the effort to get you like do the you al- do
0: the work you have to do for a coconut for an almond. The same work, <laughs> yeah, but instead exactly. of getting a
2: coconut
0: portion, you get an almond, like a you little one
2: almond. <laughs>
3: you hey was, was reading
2: my mind. I was like, Where was your <laughs> almond tree
3: <in? laughs> I'm Like we looked for a lot of trees, and I ain't never seen an almond tree.
2: Yeah, um, I like geo a lot. I think it's so difficult with the tribes that haven't yet gone to tribal. Like, I think they can hint at where the relationships are going. But I think until push comes to shove and you actually need to vote somebody out, it's not always clear where that's going to fall. You know, I think like, for instance, um, I'm always with turbo with the, with the tribe. Like Vessi oh, I'm, tonight... I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. How's your... Vessi, up. Like Bessie <laughs> tonight had to draw their lines in the sand, you know, mm. like they've they established those pairs and then they went from there. Baca already, already did that a little bit in the first one. I just don't know with Coco yet, like since they haven't been forced to go to tribal i don't know that we actually have an answer because they might it might not make a difference right like the way tribe swaps go these days there could be a swap next episode two episodes from now like they might not have a tribal before they even get swapped out so it might not even be the kind of thing where they really have an answer yet
0: uh another oh. thing about the coco tribe and this whole dynamic like i said ryan and Gio are on the outs we have this girls alliance between uh, you're going to have to be a little patient. Still learning names. I got to pull it up. Cassidy, right Carla here. and Lindsay. Yes. Thank you. Will. So Cassidy, Carla and Lindsay, and then they're bringing in James, which is another point. Would you want, I, I'm not a fan of the guys and girls alliance as well. And I like that they're throwing James in there, but if you're James, are you really going to trust going with, you know, yeah, let's vote the guys. Out? I feel like, that's an automatic you are going to be at the bottom of, of that alliance so why would you go there if you get what i'm saying uh will what do you think about coco's tribe dynamics and what we saw from them in this episode
1: well i think the biggest takeaway is that you'll always find people that want to work with people based off of just anything like justine and Noel, they were both like 20 something year olds and they're like oh we should work together and that's why we see all the all guys, all girls alliance. I think it's interesting that James is included because James should know that he's going to be on the bottom because they are combined together at because they're women. You mm-hmm. know, like James is not going to ever crack that unless the alliance starts crumbling. And like, that's.
0: It, oh, sorry about tr- it.
1: Oh, no, sorry, he, he could be looking for that. He could think that, you know, it's early game still and they haven't gone to tribal. So they could just be a weak alliance that just need that form together just so they had some protection. I'm not really sure.
0: I mean, Abraham, th- this would be different if it was like Lindsay and Carla and then they were working with James and Ryan. You know, then it's like a 2-2 yeah. split. But you're a fan of James and I just... He's got to see it like, okay, I'm the only guy in this alliance of four. He has to know that he's on the bottom if he's going to go this route. Obviously, they haven't had to worry about it yet because they haven't been the tribal, but this is just something that you should be thinking of
3: ahead of time. is the thing that, like Josh said, tribal council is the equalizer to where you really stand. Until you get there, you really just don't want to rock the boat. So right now, James is going along. Hey, it works for me, especially if somebody approaches you and you didn't have to approach them, And like he said in his thing, I get along with everybody. I can talk to everybody. And that's important in the game of your social game to be able to at least communicate with them. We saw where Dwight had some problems with Cody. They really wasn't talking. So at the end of the day, you got to be able to talk to everybody and have some kind of common ground. But here's the thing about it is, all men alliance, all women alliance, it comes down to strategy Does it work for you. And then they threw NECA under the bus so quick. And I'm looking at I'm like, NECA was last in there trying to get out there. And mm-hmm. here's the thing when you're in water and you're trying to lug that 400 pound snake, you're gassed. And everybody's gassed. You look over at Mike, he was gassed. It was time that he didn't touch anything. Yeah. So, but when it comes down to a little bit to vote you out, it don't take much. And you know what I was saying? I remember pointing out those mistakes people made on my try because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> You don't have to validate their mistakes. Everybody else saw.
2: Mm. I think the other thing, too, is it's easy enough to say, OK, we're three women. We should get along. We should be an alliance. And then when you actually have to vote and think about, are these the people that I want to play the game with? And I mentioned this last week, just because we're women is not reason enough. And I think all of these players are smart enough to know that. That's not reason enough to actually continue forward with an alliance. Maybe that's the reason that you start. Yeah. But I think when you go to a, lo- a tribal, that your your thought process changes to, are these people I can play the game with? And I think if you're James, if you trust that the thought process is, are these people I can play the game with because we align strategically and not because they're women? then you can trust that okay maybe actually i'm not the fourth person in this alliance i'm just the fourth member of the alliance and the the women aren't necessarily going to say oh he's the fourth one out because because he's a man that we're in it because we think strategically alike and therefore when it if we, we came down to the final four i still would have an, an equal shot plus let's be honest in the in the if, if you can form a four-person alliance that goes that deep we're at a the point where final four, you're either in fire making anyway, so you don't even oh, have to. Good point. Yeah, you know, you don't even have to at that point convince somebody not to vote you out. Worst case scenario, you're making fire. You True. know what?
3: And if anybody should have been voted out, if that's the case, if it's women or men, the white is a perfect target. He can't even vote. Yeah, the white name wasn't even mentioned as a target, so we know in their tribe they're doing strategy and saying, "Hey, who's going to be able to get us to the next level?" Mm-hmm. It's a hey, look, I like it's the show went off with a lot of good high notes. Oh, yeah, it was
0: a very, uh, very big strategic episode. Uh, Josh, you have a point you want to make now, right? Next point. That was my, that was my point. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> try it for everyone uh, at home. <laughs> we're trying this new communication. So we know where we're going next. And <laughs> my bad. Yeah. It's going to take some time to get used to. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I want to go to, if I can get my words under me now, <laughs> I was fully prepared to be like, all right, this is where we're going next. And now I'm like, oh shoot, where are we going next? No, I want to talk about Gabler this episode. Gabler is someone that continues sure. to, what words do I want to use? Confuse the survivor nation on whether he's a good player or someone who's just kind of stumbling about and getting the in the right situations. <laughs> I mean, he's someone who he has speared, fish before, but he hasn't used the Hawaiian whatever they're using. What what are they using? The Hawaiian the Hawaiian sling. Let me tell the, you something, oh. something: you
3: can shoot yourself in the foot with that's that's really what it is.
0: Yeah, there was something between oh. him and Ellie. I mean. Overall, a good showing from the Baca tribe today. In the pre-show <laughs> that we did on Instagram, I literally told Abraham, "I think this is the weakest tribe; they're not going to win." And look, I was wrong completely again. So you know what do I know? Um, but Gabler, we saw the mother of all storms. We usually see one at least at least one per season. Uh, rain pouring down. The castaways are talking about how they're drenched and miserable. And it was pointed out that Gabler is struggling. He's a big guy, really struggling with. Um, kind of not eating and just survivor as a whole. Should we be concerned about this guys? Cause it is day four. <laughs> and uh, as someone pointed this out, they said, I think it was Gavin. If you guys remember him from survivor us, I can't remember what season, but he was like 38. Thank you. Will. Uh, so he's struggling on day four and Gavin's like, wait till you get into like today 26, pal, if you make it that far. So will, I'll let you take it and then we'll go to Abraham here. Should <laughs> yes. we be concerned about Gabler struggling on on day four? Uh, an older guy a bigger guy?
1: Absolutely because already you know Gabler, he's the older guy, so he's going to get looked at as the weak link, no matter what. And it's also harder for him to socialize because he's just the older guy. So now that he's like sick, I actually thought he was going to get medevaced. I don't I didn't know why or how but I, like it, it was gearing up for it. Like Gabler's not feeling well, guys. He's laying on the stump. Like I thought Jeff Probst was gonna come on a boat and just
3: be like Gabler, bro, you're done.
0: <laughs> oh man, Abraham. All, stand, up, stand up I'm, for the older guys here.
3: Will, if we ever on Survivor together, I'm voting you off. Um, <laughs> I'm
1: rooting for Gabler. I'm, I want look, Gabler to win.
3: Here's the thing about it is, everybody got to real adjust to the environment. So, yeah, he was – We, Evie we, threw up like one morning uh, from eating something that she probably shouldn't have eaten. She threw up. She felt better. So, I mean, this, every, is,
0: so this is a common thing.
3: Yeah, everybody's going to go through it. So here's the thing about it is, the water, they're actually boiling their water. Man, we didn't boil now that one pot of water. But it was like, I waited till they drink some water and was like, if they don't get sick, I'll be all right. And I just waited. So I waited a few hours. Water was good, but your body's going to have to readjust and Mike is just going through a little readjustment period. He'll be, he got up. He was able to compete in the challenge, but you, everybody on Survivor will be exhausted at some point in time, either doing the challenge, after the challenge, before the challenge. But Here's something that I did pick up on, and I got to apologize to Randy. Gabler's immunity is good for his second tribal I, yes! council. Yep. We and were not the second tribal. We council. were. I knew. I was, I was
0: like, I feel like it would be stupid if it was just like second tribal council. All right, it's done. Thank you for pointing that out, Abraham. Because I forgot that is that is huge. Like that, it's the first two tribe Tribes he goes to. So let's just say. That Baca doesn't go to another tribal, and more particularly, uh, Gabler doesn't go to another tribal until the merge. Let's say he makes it to the merge, and that's his next tribal. He's bought himself at least another night and not to be the first jury member. So that changes everything. Uh, Josh, I mean... How do you see Gabler? Because I've had this discussion with so many people. Is he again? No offense, Abraham, but is he a Brad who is just kind of someone stumbling along?
3: You'd rather play a Brad one (laughs) day. Brad, (laughs) or is he?
0: Or is he actually like a strategical? mastermind who is playing the game really well right now
2: I think the editors are certainly having fun with Gabler right now <laughs> but I don't think that that necessarily says anything about how the rest of the season is going to turn out for him like I could I totally agree with Abe like when when I saw him Gabler being sick like I was like okay this could be because he's you know in his 50s and this is it's rough out there for sure but this also could just be an adjustment period it wouldn't shock me if two or three days later his body kind of gets a new homeostasis and figures itself out. And then he's able to be okay. And I'm also like, we've also seen in the past people who sort of are weak are weak early on, but not so weak that they get voted out that people then just sort of forget about them a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's seven people left and there's Gabler still sticking around (laughs) because people weren't taking him seriously. So like clearly the, the editors are having fun with him. He's clearly giving them content to do so. So it's unclear like are they showing that because this guy is going to be hilarious to watch the entire season or he's about to get voted out in the next episode like i i don't have any clue which way it's actually going (laughs) but i love him and i hope it sticks around i hope he sticks around
1: i do too my only thing is is that you have to assume that people are sick often on on survivor you know so why would the editors purposely show gabler Um, and I'm just really worried about his, like him winning. I know it's a long shot, but like there hasn't been many people that we've seen were weak early on and then ended up winning the game only instance of like someone like being sick uh early on and then winning is jen maraska in season six you know i don't see a whole lot of people who are like sick and like about to die <laughs> and then
3: win the game
2: you know well I'm not he he's fishing. gonna win i'm not saying he's gonna win don't get me wrong i'm not saying That's, he's going i know but,
3: but... G- gable's gonna win uh will he I, went
2: fishing in the afternoon so
3: whatever <laughs> he was going through or what was going through him um he was he was good i mean yeah. you'll be amazed at how many people throw up um can't drink the water. I mean oh, yeah. I, they, did he catch we, any fish? Might. Did they
2: show him, <laughs> no, <laughs> they him swimming excuses. out there? But, okay. but to add that on
0: to so. Will's point, I see what he's saying because if Survivor feels like it's that important to showcase Mike struggling. There might be something that's going to come later down the season, because yeah. I assume everyone struggles at least once on the island where they're just having a super tough time about it. And Survivor doesn't show everybody. So do we think this is something that they're showing yeah. him struggle now? <laughs> no. Three episodes down the line, it's going to grow into something no, Dave, else where he's, he's struggling even more.
3: Let me, let me ask you a question to the group. Three days of coconut and just water. How are you feeling? I don't know. I haven't done it. If Tell the, me how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Look, Look if the, the point fumes is, is burning. <laughs> you like? Ooh, it hurts.
1: The point isn't whether or not Gabler being sick is going to impact anything. We're saying that everyone's feeling ill. Like you said, three days of coconut water, everyone's going to feel sick. Why would the editors show Gabler and not like Jesse or Janine? Or because games, I think
2: with bro. with the fifty two year old, it creates more intrigue. Like if you show True. like the in shape thirty five year old guy getting a little sick, <laughs> your natural reaction but, is like, okay, he'll get over it. With the old guy, you're like, is this a thing? And then you don't know. But
1: I feel like that shows more severity, though. If a fit thirty five year old is having as hard of a time as a fifty two year old old man, can we also
0: just? Will is that- my
3: first vote out. First, <laughs> first vote out. Will I've been ever seen you on Survivor? You gonna be my hey, first? I'll be like, can we? Oh, can we, we all also- swear up on <laughs> in Fiji, bro? Can
0: we also just agree that uh, whoever makes these tribes was just so cruel to this man? I mean, everyone else has someone that they can kind of connect with, but he was like the only 50 year old (coughs) on the tribe of 20 year olds and like maybe a few young 30 year olds.
3: Oh, hold up. So let's let's keep in that same vein. Let's go over to um, what tribe it is where Ellie said that uh, she felt like she was the mother of Owen.
2: Yeah, She's one year older than... I'm looking at the (laughs) ages right now. So so Gabler is 21 years older than everybody else on BACA. Neneca is the oldest person on Vessi. She's 43, but she's only eight years older than Cody. And then Coco has Lindsay's at 42, James is 37, and Gio is 36. So yeah, Mike has like a a significant Mm. age differential. Yeah, no,
1: Gabler has the youngest person at 19, even though he said he's 22. It's like if Uh, me and Abe went on (laughs) Survivor.
0: And he's Great. voting you out first. He's already <laughs> you said know, that. Abe,
1: honestly, if there was a blood versus water, would you be down? <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, guy. Uh, Look,
0: you, I, don't, I don't
3: think you're ready, guy. This another, just, I'm ready. Uh,
0: yeah. Another person who was struggling, I know we talked a lot about Gabler and the difficulties that he was having, but we got to talk about Naneka for Vessi. And that, first off, I love the challenge. Now, I thought this was something that I've never seen just because my memory is terrible, but I did see, I think it was Victoria posted a picture of her carrying a snake on her tribe. So I guess they've done a challenge like this before. This was a really interesting challenge where you had to drag this super heavy snake with puzzle pieces to the very end. And then you had to put together this very big survivor puzzle. Um, But Neneka was struggling. And I noticed it early. I don't know if you guys saw it, but like in the cage, I'm like, okay. Like she looks like she's dying. Like she looked absolutely miserable. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll toss it. I'll toss it to I'll go Abraham first here. One, I know you're a big challenge guy. So I imagine you like this challenge. And then what happened with Vessie? Because I said earlier on our live, I was like, Vessie's the strongest tribe. I don't think anyone's going to beat him. And once again, Randy was completely wrong and they got <sighs> demolished in demolished. this challenge.
3: Look, you know what? Until you touch one of those challenges with your physical body, you really don't feel how heavy that stuff is or how challenging it is Mm -hmm. to try to pull something up. First of all, the swim part—if you're not really a strong swimmer—the swim part is pretty much going to take you out. Then you got to climb up something, and you ever notice that they don't just fall off; they just kind of drop off, and you know, and you got to get in the water again. And if you slow mo it, you can tell who's working, who's not. Cody was working. Ryan was working. Everybody else was kind of trying to do team stuff and try to weigh it out. But here's the thing. We just saw NECA because she just she just moved away from everybody. So, mm-hmm. again, it only takes a small thing to say, hey, that person, I'm gonna vote out. Now, the person sitting off the challenge is seeing everything. And if it's your tribe that's losing, guess who's going to be the biggest spokesperson to vote you out? Not the people that's going through it because they're tired, too. But that person is just sitting there watching. <laughs> they're like, we got another one. Got them. Uh, I mean, Josh.
0: She looked. I mean, she just kept kind of walking around, head in her hands and stuff. She just looked like she was really struggling through.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest indication of how much she was struggling was the part with the puzzle piece where the R was upside down, and like she couldn't, <laughs> she
0: could not get her,
2: couldn't like. And I think that I, I'm not. I think that was just sheer exhaustion. I think yeah. that I don't, I don't take that at all as a measure of like, oh, she's dumb. Like I, that's yeah. not it at all. I think she was just flat out exhausted. And so her brain is not thinking correctly. And her tribe's trying to point out, like, just look at it. It's a letter. Um, but it shows you how, like, there have been players who have slightly struggled in a challenge just enough to get them voted out. She really struggled and did not get voted out. And I think that shows you just how strong her bonds are and how strong that alliance is, that they were willing to say, like, you know, that, I, that could hurt their tribe. Like, that, you know. If, how much? If that how was, mu- it was an indication, they could be in trouble.
0: How much should we rip on them for forgetting that puzzle piece in the bag? And who's at fault for leaving that hey. puzzle piece? Dwight? white the bit. one that picked the
3: bag up. white she- picked, picked the bag up. So, I'm going to put him at fault. True. But-, but hold on. Let's go back for a second. Let's go back to the challenge. Because the first tribe, Jeff pointed out to him hey, you can't start the puzzle until you open the bag. Mm -hmm. The Second Mm -hmm. tribe to come up and participate, they were opening the bag at the same time as starting the puzzle. So I don't know why when the last, when they got up there, he didn't say anything. He just let them go and Dwight never opened the bag.
0: I I think he might have just been like, it's over. (laughs) I mean, Jeff, you got to love when Jeff's like, this isn't even a contest. Uh, I do want to ask, I'll go to you, Will. How do we feel about the tribe kind of, this was tough for me to watch. We know Noel is competitive and the tribe kind of just, Hey, who wants to sit out? And she literally, we had a confessional where she's like, I didn't want to sit out any challenges this year. Mm-hmm. And we're on the second challenge. And they're already kind of pointing to her like, Hey, you want to sit this one out now to be fair? I was looking at it. This is a swimming challenge. I don't know how well she s- swims, So I pro- probably I'll own up to it. I probably would have done the same thing. But mm-hmm. how, do we feel for her here? Do we think this is going to be an issue moving forward? Because that's the first thing that came to my mind. Is she going to end up sitting out a lot of challenges just because people are going to say, hey, can you sit this one out?
1: I I don't think so. I think if it gets to a point, uh, I think Noel will say like, hey, no, I can do this comp. And I think there will be like different comps that won't just be swim to point A and point B and do a puzzle where Noel will be able to step up and say, hey, no, I can do it um and plus right now they just lost a member so they don't have to set anyone out anyways and i'm pretty sure that the format will be like a reward challenge and immunity and not gonna lie we saw from neca who completely bombed the challenge but still stayed that i don't think physical competitions really that
3: matter that much abe well you know what i don't i don't think it's i don't think she sat out because she couldn't perform the task no you, uh, yeah you, no people yeah pointed her to like when you but when you strategize you're mm-hmm. looking for Somebody, okay, so let's look at the trial makeup. Who can physically move 400 pounds, swim, get there, and you're just like, okay, well, we're going to take the our top three. And then you say, somebody got to sit out. Now, I'm pretty sure if they realized NECA couldn't swim or she wasn't a <laughs> yeah, strong swimmer, they would have said, no, you sit out. Or NECA could have said, you look, I'm not the strongest in the water. So I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that she had a prosthetic leg. I think you just yeah. try to make decisions. decision. Now, remember, Who sits out that one can't sit out the next one.
0: Well, actually, I think there was a correction in that rule. I'm going to be interested to see if that actually plays out that way because I heard the actual rule is you can't sit out back-to-back challenges in an episode. So if they have a reward challenge and then an immunity challenge, you can't Mm -hmm. sit out in both of them. But as long as the challenges aren't in the same episode, they don't have a problem with you sitting out back-to-back.
2: That's what they do Yeah, I think Randy's
0: right.
3: Yeah, let's let's see, because, you know, again, like I know she can do it. I know she wants to do it. When you out there, you want to compete at every challenge because one, you want Survivor, but you got to wait and see and say, okay. sometimes you're not a good fit for that particular challenge. Uh, uh, They they did get rewards
0: here as well. They got fishing (laughs) gear. That's kind of becoming the norm thing yeah second challenge we're playing for fishing gear uh Mm -hmm. i've been looking forward to talking about this guys because there's a lot of talk about okay this is an hour and a half long episode are we going to have two tribal councils today cbs has come out and said whoa just because we have a longer episode just because there's 26 days just because we have those two covid seasons does not mean we're going to have two tribal councils and instead of getting two people voted off What we are getting is more camp life, which everyone has been asking for, and a lot more stories, which goes into my point. Yes, I love hearing stories, maybe not as much as everyone else, but yes, they are nice to hear. Are we overdoing it? I mean, I feel like people are getting two, three backstory things and we're only on episode two. I feel like every five minutes there's like a, a story flashback, you know, a, a montage of their lives. I think we are a little bit. I'll just throw it out there. I'll go to Josh first. I saw your facial expression.
2: I <laughs> couldn't even <I had> to. <laughs> I couldn't even stop myself putting my I, hand up. I was, I was like, I like, is this Josh
0: Josh's Hand? As soon as if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, as soon as I said, Are we doing too much? Josh gave me the look of oh absolutely not. I'm gonna rip this guy apart.
2: I, I feel I, like yes, we're I, I, I I'm back I, in I school. <laughs> I should have just waved my arm. Josh, go ahead. I you know what I I love it. And you know, I am a journalist and I'm a storyteller, so I'm gonna naturally uh, uh you know gravitate towards that. But I think what it does is it really gives you a chance to get to know the entire cast early in the season. And my assumption is as we now transition into hour-long episodes for majority of the rest of the year, now we'll at least feel like, okay, I know who all these people are. So as we focus more on strategy moving forward, we don't then need to sort of shoehorn in the stories as much because we sort of established that ground mm-hmm. base for it. That's my mm-hmm. assumption. I, I really like getting to know the people, and I like feel like we have a really good idea of everybody who's left and who they are and what they come into this game with. And I like that that moving forward, we 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 know who these people are.
0: And now we yeah. are forever raising hands. You know how Will <laughs> raising his hands. Well, uh, yes, Will. You hand. Will, you had a question for the class here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, rhetoric, but think back to some of the most heartbreaking uh, voteouts we've had in Survivor. A lot of that is because we really connected and resonated with the players. There's a player in uh, season 12, Panama, Tina, uh, only there for one episode. And fans like to say that she had the saddest elimination because that whole episode was built on her backstory, why she's playing Survivor. She's playing for her son who died in a car accident and she builds a a monument for him and she gets voted out the same episode. It's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in Survivor because we resonate with Tina. We know why she's playing and I think Survivor is trying to lean back into it now, which is... I, I love it because it makes me cry. Uh, because you know in seasons past I don't care about game bots, you know like I didn't really like just seen going she was just a gamey person, you know? If Cody goes I'm going to be upset because I really like I'm... Cody as a character. We like I same with Jesse. I know Jesse like you know I like his backstory. I like what he brings to survivor, you know? And I really like that survivors now bringing that back with the 30 extra minutes.
3: You know what? We we had so much stuff that went on at, at camp that was so funny that people never got to see. And, and to me, like having Netflix. I'm with yeah, my Netflix corner. I built one. <laughs> uh, I'm with Josh. I mean, I want to root for somebody that I feel I either relate to, I connect to, or have mm-hmm. something in common with, or I want to hate. I'm like, you really, you, you my villain, but I wanted you so good at it. I, I like you. But now I know that's about you, and I want to know more about you, and I want to know how you got to be on Survivor. If any one of y'all got picked to be on Survivor, I still want to know what drives you to want to even go to apply you on the show. Like NECA said, her family, when they're looking at Survivor, they're screaming, they're fussing. And I'm thinking about NECA, you ain't swimming. What's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> but we we now we can we can resonate that with you because yeah, I understand that, I understand how tired I am or how coconut tastes now, but like Nasir was, it was only two people I feared on our, on, when I started the game, it was three, Brad, Nasir, and Dane. And team. I was like and Nasir, because Nasir seemed like he would never quit. I said, if we ever went up against each other in a challenge, we would never quit. But then you hear his whole backstory of how he learned English, how he looked at survivor. Then you become endeared to him be like, hey, I want to see Nasir win. You know? So to me, I like it. I like the storyteller. Yep. I mean I I'm definitely in the minority.
0: here. I love it. I love the flashbacks. I Randy's I love that Survivor. Post. I'm Josh, not heartless. First vote just, off. If
3: you on Survivor Josh first vote off, them two to the left.
0: I'm <laughs> I'm just saying Josh, at the back. same time. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a fan of like
2: Survivor
1: gameplay. Wait, Epe, I agreed with you.
2: <laughs> oh, T- oh, he's Will. still vo- T- He's Will. still he voting you. The off first vote. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, I wouldn't but he, you know of the two of them
3: sorry yeah, first <laughs> vote keep you, first vote you're gonna make it by uh, Honestly, I, we need a sequester <laughs> like, <laughs> sort of I
0: change. will say uh Abraham mentioned Cody or someone did sorry I was I listening did. to all the yeah, will mention Cody. Uh, one thing I do want to say about Cody this episode is the big talk this past week between a bunch of podcasters that I listened to was is survivor lacking a villain? they have kind of gone away from that and they're not really casting villains anymore. And we all know that we love a good person to hate. It, it really drives the season and it just, everyone is so likable and everyone kept saying, well, maybe Cody and myself included, maybe Cody's going to end up being the villain. I think after this episode tonight, Cody
2: is not going to be the villain and I don't really see anyone being a villain. Go ahead, Josh. I think the problem is the concept of villain has to change because if they cast someone that's truly unlikable, that, (laughs) you know, is, is, is bothering other contestants or really being nasty to people, they're going to get voted off. We're in a different era of society now where that isn't tolerated. It's bigger than the game itself. People don't want to be the people that allowed the racist or the misogynist to continue in their tribe. And they want to say, no, well, that's bigger than this game that's not going to be tolerated. So that type of villain is just gone. Mm. And now the problem is that if you, the, the villain who is going to be the game player and turn on their alliance, that's kind of like everybody now, you know, <laughs> like it's not really a special thing. So like, if everybody's a villain, nobody's a villain because- <laughs> everybody understands oh you broke our alliance and voted me out yeah that was the right move okay i got you like does it it make it a little less fun maybe but it's just like who is good what type of person is going to be a villain right now like i can't even think of who you would cast because it's going to fit into one of those two camps. i
0: I still think if we're talking this season um i'm still thinking sammy the front runner maybe someone who could evolve I'll, i'll go more into that in a second will you had something to add on
1: were y'all not watching season 41? Sham was a huge man. That's, <laughs> what, that's, what, that's, what <laughs> that's what I was
0: going to add on. It, going, going off of Josh's point and now what you yeah. just said as well. I agree with Josh. They are not looking for, pardon my French or whatever, dicks. They're not looking for dicks to, to cast here. They hey, want likable people. Hey what? Did you have something, Abraham?
3: A- ask me to. No. Ask me that same question after we get off air. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Um, they, they don't want, you know, assholes to come on and, and be on the show. They want genuine people who want to be playing this game. And they want likable people with mm-hmm. amazing backstories. Is what Survivor casting is looking for right now. But to Will's point, we saw in season 41 uh, even with Sydney, a little bit. I think Sydney kind of mm-hmm. had a villainish vibe going. Shan more. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shan still to this day, people still that's something to talk about off air. But <laughs> people still hold hard feelings. And then you could say season forty two didn't really have any villains, but there were some people mm-hmm. with some villain but, qualities here and there. No, yeah. No, so that's like, just, that's what it's going to be now. Is it's going mm-hmm. to be people who aren't terrible people? It's just the stuff they do in the game aren't going to be liked by everyone, which kind of makes them like a, a mini villain. But to the point of getting like a Brandon Hance on the show or even that guy who got kicked off, I can't even remember Jeff his Varner. name.
3: Yeah, they never come well,
0: Varner and then the Dan. other guy, Dan. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. They're not looking for I think Dan was the final straw. Honestly, I think once that happened, they said, OK, we need the." Yeah. Really uh the background checks and everything. And I think that kind of ruins the whole, hey, let's cast some shady characters to be villains here. And for, for
2: good reason, by the way, we should. Yeah, add. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> it's
2: a terrible thing. We want more <laughs> of those people. No, right. Like, I want more good good reason. <laughs> we do not want more dance. What yeah, exactly. The, what
3: happened to when the fight broke out on Survivor? Did y'all see the episode? That's pretty much you're going to get now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's,
0: I mean, now looking back just really quick, I know we're talking about season 43 and 42s in the past. Was there a villain on season 42 that, that you guys can remember?
1: Omar, um, maybe...
0: Oh but, my, like, yeah. but
2: he's so likable like yeah, he's like but it's he like, got voted like, off so. I, was I was thinking it was, was a good but shan might be the only actual villain dance actions aside I mean, villainous, when had, like like ben was a villain on 35 but only because yeah. he was on the like it wasn't his alliance and he kept winning yeah. idol so like how else were they going to view him but in a like he didn't actually do anything mean to anybody he just wasn't in their alliance I think, yeah. honestly, Justine could have been a villain this season because she was kind of
0: one of those type she was of girls. That are, she was like one of those type of girls that was just like, hey, we're the cool kids over here, me and Noel. I mean, that's like you have to really dig to create a villain now is what mm-hmm. you got to do. is like you, you I just.
3: I don't think so. I think you still you still I think with Josh, you got to redefine the word villain. We don't want somebody that's. If you met him, you'd be like you're the same person in. That I saw you on the show. Most people, (laughs) when they meet you, they'd be like, "I either I don't know, I didn't think you were going to be like this. But um, Shan, when they combined Shan's personality from the show edits, it made a great villain. Mm Because the song wasn't a, it had to be combined with the song and then her actions. And it, it it was a lot going on that made her out to look like a villain. And I think with that, you can still have that. But when it comes to social, social issues and people going at each other, I think you may have something that sparks, but I don't think you have
2: – that's going to be that's not going to be the top problem. Can you uh, play yeah. that game and make it far anymore? Like, Shan got voted out, what, like with 7th or 8th? No,
3: Shan got voted out yeah. by Ricard. Well, we have,
2: Ricard. Like, we have to look at it like – we have to look at it like – I
0: mean, Ricard, in a sense, was kind of like a sassy villain. Um, <laughs> but, I mean – you're
2: to answer like Russell that Hans question made it to the end twice and i don't think he played a who great was, game because he didn't deserve to win but who was, was the villain last villain
0: is. to win i mean if you guys can think back who i mean who was the last villain? yeah probably
2: tony
1: Vlacos. Uh,
0: tony yeah it, tony yeah i mean Kageyan, yeah. tony uh yeah kagayan tony yeah you got me there I yeah, mean, it's just not it's,
1: winners a war, but like Kageyan definitely.
0: It's just I a mean, strategy that doesn't has never really worked it, to be that full villain and make it to the end and have enough votes on the jury to. It, that's a whole nother thing is even if you make it to the end as a villain, then you have to convince the jury who hates you to, to vote as well. you. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I was thinking like, so. Tony wasn't
2: even the biggest villain on Kagayan. Like, he was, like if you think if he was more villain than hero, but like, no one was Cass. beating Cass, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Cass so, so much. So, <laughs> Bring back and Cass. then with his friendship with Wu, like, he that was a hero mm-hmm. alliance that he had. So, like, yeah, Tony was a villain more than he was a hero, probably, but it wasn't like Tony played again a Russell Hance game or anything like that. Yeah, they just played really hard. Russell
3: played, he played the game, outwit, outplay, outlast, but when you get to the people that have to award the prize, they're going to outwit, outlast you, and that's what happens to him. That's I why mean, I he, will win. He mastermind, and he bullied, and he played people, and mm-hmm. he, he got to the end, but the problem is, you got people sitting there looking at you like, I remember what you just did to me for the last 10 days, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not voting for you. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: i think we all agree though like with this likable cast does anyone say anyone that you guys might see as a villain do you see anyone that could pop up as a villain i was thinking maybe sammy but like that kind of changed after the first two episodes too that i'm like "Uh, sammy's not really giving me villain vibes
3: Oh, I can't get Jesse, even though Jesse has a gangster lifestyle. Jesse
0: Jesse seems lovable.
3: No, yeah, <laughs> no there's no way. Jesse is villain. the best guy. If I see him real, I'll be like, Jesse, you're the best guy.
1: <laughs> I am <laughs> waiting for Gabler just to, like, pop off and become the biggest villain in Survivor history. But no, I think, honestly, this leads into a much bigger point, not about who's a villain, but about archetypes in general. Do you think that we are moving away from just mm. archetypes playing the game? Or is it just a problem with just villains? Because like I also think about heroes. Like the last big hero we had was Marianne in this year, but like not a lot of players are now like mixed. Like there's not one huge hero or huge villain. Everyone's a mix. Uh, that's
0: that is an amazing point. Well, I think it kind of goes off of it's it's kind of it's the more story driven now. It's mm-hmm. it's more about less archetype of you've got your heroes. And your villains and your I, I don't even know what else there is kind of your sneaky players, your your mom figures, which we still kind of have those kind of um, yeah. your father figures. And it's more new. Here are all the stories. Mm-hmm. Which player do you connect with? Oh, this person, their father died when they were super young. That's Did your father die when you were super young? I hope not, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the player you connect with. Sorry, that's first, first place my mind went. Or this person was in a serious car accident and they were lucky to still be living. Did that happen to you? Okay, then that's your, your favorite mm-hmm. player. I think that's where we're going moving forward in Survivor US is who do you connect with? They want the audience to be connecting with people more.
2: I mean, a lot Um, lot of people are struggling, you know, or dealing with Mm -hmm. some sort of most of us are dealing with some kind of difficulty or obstacle. Very few people actually live a, you know, a perfect life. And I think it's not a bad thing if reality television wants to acknowledge that everybody brings something to the table and we shouldn't try to pigeonhole people as much as possible. And we should show that somebody who's big and tough can have these vulnerable sides and somebody who's small and slight can have, you know, be a lion and all these different things. I think that's good to see. And I don't think it was a positive to be like, Oh, let's find someone who fits this, the art, you know, the, the game bot, the bimbo, the whatever, like, that's not a good thing for society. We should be able to see that all these different people can reflect, different values of ourselves and if you want to say that's too optimistic for a reality show that's fine but i would argue that this is still something that millions of people watch every week and there's it's not a bad thing to have a little bit of a a trying to leave a positive impact in addition to entertaining
1: yeah well think back to what survivor was in the first place it was a social experiment we get 16 strangers and we put them on an island and it's it just grows, you know. And you know, it started with season one. You know, I know people have always said Survivor's gone woke. I can't watch Survivor anymore. Like they're now bringing them more issues. But it's always been that way since day one. And I feel like Survivor's just now expanding on it on a much bigger rate.
3: Well, mm. I mean, Survivor had to grow just like society had to grow, and we're talking That's about the saying. very first episode where you had a hard-nosed Marine guy yep. with a gay guy. And at that time when Survivor first came on, that, w- that was taboo. <laughs> and we are still talking about the gameplay and the social skills from there. And they just continue to build and build. But this is season 40s. This is going to be the new wave we're going. It's going to be the new type of architect of the game. And I like the way they're building on it from the previous seasons No two seasons, 41, 42, and only pandemic pandemic seasons. And there were some things that happened in that season that's making 43 be a something people want to come back to and root for players again. But lessons are learned, you know. Um, we we couldn't play for two years. Two years survivor wasn't even being taped because nobody can move. And now people are getting back out. And you want to root for somebody, you want to root for Marianne at the end of the game that you said, you know what, I'm gonna vote her out first. She's too loud. She doesn't seem like she has it all together. But I still go back to that speech she gave for a million dollars. She laid all her cards on the table. There was nobody that was sitting there. And I like Mike. And um, but there was nobody's going to beat her because she had everything laid out. But nobody saw it coming. And I like that. I was like, I didn't think she could even speak on that the way she had set it up. And I was like, oh, go, Marianne. But. You know, we want to start off liking one and we want to switch off and say, nah, I don't like that one anymore. I want to root for somebody different because I know their backstory. So I like the way it's going. I definitely like tonight's episode. And I like they hit a lot of high points and not repeating. I didn't want to see a repeat of what I saw in two seasons. I wanted to see something different. And when that Beware Advantage came out, I was like, oh, I'm let down again. It's another repeat. But then I look at the Beware Advantage. It's a social You got to be able to convince somebody to help you without telling them you. And I like the fact that Cody only told a couple of people that he had something; He didn't tell the whole tribe.
0: And that's a great segue into our next point. What Survivor isn't doing now, what they kind of got rid of. And it's just a quick little point here. Were we happy? I was ecstatic not to see it. Were we happy that they did not go back to Prisoner's Dilemma Island or Rock or whatever? Because I was anticipating that to be like an every episode thing.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. (laughs) Guys, it's like Prisoner's Dilemma uh, where we have to calculate risk and not. Oh, my God.
0: I was waiting for the boats. I was waiting for the boats to pull up. Save. Like, yeah, I, oh. j- just waiting. And another thing that they got rid of that only lasted, I think it only lasted one season, and I know they got rid of the hourglass and they got rid of the do or die, and we are—we all knew that. But one thing they didn't say they got rid of was the game within a game. Does anyone miss that, the game within a game that they were doing?
3: I oh, um, <laughs> I thought it was for the fans. What was, the fans could play along with it? Yeah,
0: it was, it was... <laughs> As long as they don't go like barcodes on the screen. So it was something like something would pop up and say, go to this website. And then if you go to this website, you can solve this puzzle. And then you do that all season. <laughs> I get what they were trying to do, but I I don't know. I just thought of that today. It made me feel I- like a
1: real survivor. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm like you tried it it didn't work um but before we say our goodbyes here i think we've covered a lot does anyone else do any of you guys have another point you want to throw out that we missed today by the way the tribal proposal that we got was absolutely beautiful when jesse got on his knees (laughs) oh we'll see we'll see if they talk next week he got on his knees for dwight and now dwight's going to be furious but that got me thinking why has no one actually, I mean, Boston, Rob and Amber, did they, did they, was propose? was the,
3: it was at, no, it was at the actual ceremony the reunion. reunion. I yeah.
0: want to see someone propose on the island.
1: I no. <laughs> <No laughs> <No way>. Jeff,
2: <laughs> what Jeff yeah. was like,
1: yeah, if I was an ordained minister. We can get married
2: right now. Maybe it, like it a was... blood versus water season if you get a couple fiancés or something. But Honestly. if anybody met their future wife on the show and proposed to them within 25 days, they are insane.
0: The, the thing about cool that would be, and I, I would Coolest not. one put word
2: it, for it? Be I dirty. would not put be, it. I, mean, I mean, be dirty.
0: Jeff, <laughs> I bet you Jeff would stand up and say that. Like, I, oh yeah, I am actually licensed. I can wed you guys right here. Josh,
2: like, do that you would watch me, prime brother? television. I don't. I like to go. Um,
3: I like to go on record and say there's no shower, there's no toothpaste,
2: there's no soap. <laughs> that there's... doesn't
0: stop them from <laughs> cuddling and doing whatever whatever any. else they do. Like will, why not?
2: Just will are you question. gonna tell me that somebody got engaged on Big Brother?
1: Yeah, uh, twice actually. Um, one time, <laughs> the week two boot uh, proposed to like some random juror in the finale of season twenty, and then in season two, something similar happened between two people. It was. It never worked out.
2: I mean, there is the famous Candace and Billy survivor love story, obviously, which has persisted. (laughs) So, Josh, you think it's just
0: impossible. It's not going to happen.
2: It's not going to happen. No, it's not. (laughs) It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. I'm not going to say never, but leave it. Leave it to Cody.
0: Cody's going to make like a palm tree ring. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, we're going to get it someday. I, if, you... if if I have to go on Survivor and do it myself, just to be no, rejected, hey, don't, don't, Why don't... are
1: you here? For love. <laughs> what if I yeah. it might happen? I don't know if this has happened yet, but a loved one visit, someone on the island could propose to their fiance. Oh, that I could that. be cool. That could happen. But you, ah, you, but
2: you yeah. already, but, but you already your fiance. Has that I mean, not happened? I don't no. think that's ever
1: happened.
3: Yet, We've no.
2: had multiple reunion show proposals. Yeah. On the reunion
3: show. But when you come out to the island, they already already know who you are. And that's the mystique behind it of who you fight. The best, the best. I I still, I got to meet this guy. Johnny Fairplay by all has the best visit ever. Yep. I love Johnny Fairplay. Uh,
0: I want to, I'm going to catch you guys off guard here with our final uh, new, I lost the word, Uh, new question or you got new segment. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, we're going to put this vote up to the fans. We do it every week. If you guys want to vote on the player of the week for week two, go ahead to our Instagram at survivor now podcast or our Twitter at survivor now pod. So I want to know for you guys, who is your player of the week? We'll start with will will who, who's your player of the week and why?
1: If Cody doesn't win it, I will be very surprised. But that man both showed a lot of great character, which I know doesn't matter for player of the week, but he showed amazing social play. And I think he's a sleeper pick. And if Cody doesn't win it, then (laughs) the fans are wrong.
2: Yeah, he's no sleeper pick for this week, for sure.
1: Oh, Josh, you're agreeing with Oh, totally. How could it be
2: anybody other than Cody? Absolutely. (laughs) Gabe, let me guess. uh, Gabler. Yeah, I'm
3: picking Gabriel, the guy. Yeah, i is my guy. Has, I'm picking Gabriel. He I'm
0: had Gabriel. to be different. I'm also – I, know, I, 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 think, Gabriel, I think Cody deserves it. If you don't give it to Cody, uh, I think Jesse could be a sleeper to win it. I think Jesse helped Cody a lot in getting those. So it'll be interesting. We'll put all of our options up on our Instagram page. Uh, I do want to say – uh sending best wishes all of our well wishes to everyone in florida battling the hurricane that is i have some friends down there and they're dealing with some serious flooding right now so we are praying for you guys we hope everything ends up uh being okay and everyone ends safely after this storm has passed um but other than that hey guys where can the fans catch you on instagram i'll just throw mine out uh you can catch me on instagram at i'm randy bruce will go ahead
1: uh i don't really use social media but follow Good at official <laughs> saving bruce uh it's it's my own little passion project um so it's where i put all my effort into
2: josh what about you man you can follow me on instagram and much more interestingly on twitter at j m as michael verlin j m v e r l i n and then abraham wrap us up here
3: you can follow me at abraham underscore 99 underscore 99 on ig But that is it. So go
0: follow everyone. Thank you guys so much for your support. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. We really do appreciate it. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow us. You never know when a new episode is going to go out. We cover everything Survivor US, Survivor Australia, Survivor UK starting next year. So that's going to be fun as well. Uh, But thank you everybody for joining us tonight. And we will catch you again for more Survivor 43 next week. We'll see you then.